Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Shane, catch everyone up on your world. Well, a gov- uh, see? <laughs> <laughs> a Grubhub driver tried unsuccessfully to get away with stealing $50 worth of kebab and curry from me this week. I didn't get my kebab and curry. I'm still pretty peeved about that. I'm sorry. But my YouTube channel crossed 20,000 subscribers, so there is that. Winning. Yeah, winning. Yeah. What's going on in your world? Blue and I decided to get a puppy as of yesterday. Uh, we got her from a shelter. Her name is Maybe. And for those of you that have an opinion on that, keep it to your fucking selves. Ouch. <laughs> See, I've got all kinds of opinions, most mostly positive, but Well, we've got we've gotten some negative, but it doesn't really matter. It's it was Blue's choice and she's named after Maybelline, like the mascara. But he didn't want to name her Maybelline because he already knew a Maybelline. So he just wanted to call her Maybe. So she goes by Maybe and Mabes. And the Ma- running... Maybe is much better than Maybelline. Yes. And the running gag is when we were wrestling with getting a puppy, I would ask, well, are we sure we want to do this? Is this something that we want to do? And he'd look at me and he'd go, maybe. <laughs> so it was a little premeditated. But anyway, her name is Maybe and she is a puppy. Anyway. Oh, are we ready to... Uh... Uh, get into it. To roll the intro? Yeah. So you got to pick the list this week for songs. What did you pick? Top 10 songs that remind me of my co-host. So I'm going to be listing songs that remind me of Shane, and Shane is going to be listing songs that remind him of me. Oh, I had to make a list too? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And not about yourself. Oops. (laughs) So I am a glutton for punishment because he thoroughly warned me for what's, what's to come next. So anyway. Anyway. Why don't you get started? Okay, I'll go first. All right. You sure you wanted this? Well, there's no turning back now. Okay. So my first pick Mm -hmm. is Can't Stop, the remix version by After 7. This reminds me of the birthday party you had at G. Willikers. The place was like Cheers, Mm -hmm. but boxed in. Mm -hmm. And there were some very flamboyant men at this place who sang this song Mm -hmm. and eyeballed Blue and I. The entire time they were singing it, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Yes. But the restrooms didn't have doors. They had little pool curtains and steps leading up to them. Yep. So, you know, if you're a super perv, go visit G. Willikers. Uh, yeah, it was one of the only times, by the way, that I was ever sober around all of you drunk and never again. Hey, uh, rewind that. I was sober on my own birthday. You were not. Yes, I was. I drove Blue home. Actually, we drove. I drove blue to IHOP, and then we drove home. You're telling yourself stories in your okay, head. Okay, all right. Well, then you let... were trying to sober up. You were not sober. Okay. I know because you followed me to IHOP. Was I driving erratically? Duh. All right. Let's move on to no. Oh, okay. No. No. My list is a double list. What? Okay. So your second song is "Nobody But Me" by the Human Beings. And it's because you are the true Michael Scott of the family. 
Sorry, Uncle Mike. What's your first pick? It's Jump by Crisscross. Mm-hmm. When Shane was younger, Shane used to dress like Crisscross and wear his clothes backwards and cut slits in his eyebrows. And even though I wasn't old enough to necessarily remember that, everyone around me won't shut up about it. So I can't listen to Jump by Crisscross without thinking of you. I only wore my clothes backwards once. It was in the second grade. And when I tried to do the slit in the eyebrow thing, I shaved my I eyebrow completely the fuck off. I know. And it wasn't, I had inspiration. My friend Jason mm-hmm. loved crisscross. And I always had to rap crisscross with him. We'd do skits at his house and shit to every crisscross song on that totally crossed out album. Mm-hmm. So well, you missed out, I guess. I guess, I, guess I did. But you're the person I think of when I listen to this song. Like, I can't like not think of you when I hear it. So anyway, Jump by Crisscross. The extended mix is the way to go. The extended mix? <laughs> it's got a good intro. Oh, I haven't even heard it. Yeah. I'll have to listen to it. It was the first time I felt really cool rapping something. I rap it in the mirror, like, all the time as, like, a 28-year-old woman. I don't, still feel cool. Don't make it less cool for me. Uh, okay, all right. My next pick is Watch Me by Salento or Silento. Okay. How do you want? Because it makes me think of the YouTube video. Oh, my God. Your sister and your father. Yep. 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 I don't know where that came from. I'll try to find it maybe and put Uh, it on the playlist. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. It came from mom. I don't know why you and Alyssa seem so upset by that video. I don't know. The reason that people watch that video is because of your dad. I know. When he, bop, bop. Yes. Yeah. And to play into that, if you ever see the video, you'll understand my next pick, which is Boombox by The Lonely Island, because that's how I imagine it goes when you're showing people new music. (laughs) Okay. Because you're generally trying to influence an older generation. Yeah. Not show young people stuff that they already know. Yeah. And you get... People dancing around like your dad to... A bunch of old white people doing the Bartman. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they're not having sex, I'm fine. What's up next? Next one, I have ac- I have told you this, and you told me that you actually played this when you were younger too, so I don't know where it came from. I don't know if I heard you playing it. It's Take a Picture by Filter. Mm. We were playing, um, what is it? Mixtape. Yeah. And it was songs that remind, we all had to go around and say songs that remind us of Shane. I had a very, very hard time. I had a very hard time this week, too, making this list because there was about a million songs that I could have picked. But this was my song that I picked for songs that remind me about Shane during that game. So More prime time in my life right there. Yeah? Yeah. What's funny is most people, when you bring up Filter, Mm -hmm. they like the uh, Hey Man, Nice Shot. Yeah. That's been my experience as an adult anyway. That's what everybody knows. I'm like, take a picture was my shit. <laughs> yeah, take a picture is definitely my favorite by them. My next pick is Meet Me With Your Black Draws On. <laughs> now, this version I picked is by Linda Hopkins. because It reminds me of the jazz club we went to in Fort Worth mm-hmm. uh, because this was performed when we went there. Mm-hmm. And I picked it so I could say thanks for always following my drunk ass into those mystery elevators that I find. Yeah. Even if we get turned away initially and have to go back go months back, later. Yeah. I thought we were going to hell that night. It's literally a dark alleyway, one light over the elevator door and inside of a building. I was feeling it. 
every cool, funky looking motherfucker was walking into yeah, this place. Had a fedora or some shit on and Y'all looked genuinely scared when it was not stairs or a, a door in. It was an elevator taking I, you underground. I will say I literally followed you into probably the depths of hell because we had no <laughs> idea what was going on. Our parents who were with us, I think it was a New Year's. Blue and I jumped in the elevator with you and Megan, but it was us four. And we were like, if we're going down, we're going down together. And everybody else was like, no, this is too sketchy. So we got down there and we realized there was a whole establishment underground at this jazz club. Yeah, we got turned away, but then we were like, we need to go back there. Because you had to make reservations. Yeah, it was one of those reservation nights, but we went back eventually, just the four of us, and we had a really good time. My next pick is Love by Lana Del Rey. Something about this song, even the music video, makes me think of the time our crowd has spent together. Those late nights, the drinking and the talking and just the general atmosphere. Mm -hmm. What do you have next? That was sweet. I'm going to ruin the sweetness and say (laughs) Hocus Pocus by ICP reminds me of you. Okay. Uh, There was a period when you were a teenager and you were listening to ICP and there was a lot of ICP being played at the house. And I remember my mom specifically being like, you can't listen to that. That's bad music. (laughs) And uh, this song specifically just reminds me of you or... I don't know why necessarily, but a lot of ICP was being played. I'll take any ICP I can get. (laughs) I still listen to it, by the way. I still look for every new release that they do. and Mm. I don't know. I've got to hear it. I'm a garbage human. I don't blame you. They're good. I'll I'll talk about them later. Yeah, we've got some ICP conversation coming up today. Yeah, we do. What's your next pick? My next pick is DTF by Adora Delano. (laughs) You're always finding ridiculous visuals for me to set music to. Uh, when I thought I'd broke my funny bone with the turn down for what? Yep. Set to, uh, what's the Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. Is that what that movie is called? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's John Travolta and I put it to that little John DJ Snake shit. Yep. And I remember you not really even laughing because you already had in your head another <laughs> clip. Of, another John Travolta clip? Yes. And when you sent it to me, it was immediate. I'll put the video that I made in our mentions playlist so everybody can see it. But yeah, when I thought I broke my funny bone, you definitely proved me wrong. Yeah. Secondary pick mm-hmm. is Dancing in the Street by David Bowie and Mick Jagger. This music video just looks like something you'd direct. Have you seen the version where they take out all the music and it's just the voices and like snapping? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to send I'll, that to I'll you. I'll find that and put it on the mentions playlist. It's literally too, just like them being like, and singing and there's no music and it's so awkward it's funny that you list that song because katie laura jordan and even joseph you'll appreciate this i know you all remember this and know exactly what i'm talking about so i was spending the night those are my sisters for yes those are shane's sisters and shane's brother-in-law katie's husband i was spending the night we were left unattended as as we often were. No. You were working at Arby's that night. So you and Toby, I think, were working at Arby's. I was probably watering flowers while people were smoking pot on the roof. You came home with Arby's. That's all I cared about. They Fries had, were cold, though. They had a fucking pizza driver come through the drive-thru. Yeah. And they just exchanged pizza for Arby's. Like, there was no money that changed Are you hands. serious? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I'm surprised. Anyway, I was really, really nervous. They had dared me to sing this particular song, and I was so, so nervous. 
And they were like, well, we'll shut out all the lights. And I still was really, really nervous. And out of nowhere, I was crawling out for real. And they died laughing. I was mortified. I think I like put the blanket over my head and cried. And then you walked in with Arby's and everything was okay. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got next? Sailing by Christopher Cross. Not a surprise. No, not at all. Shane loves some Christopher Cross. This song particularly, I don't think there is a moment that goes by where this song isn't played in our presence. And you go, man, I like me some Christopher Cross. I, it just confuses me every time I hear the guy's music. Yeah. That there's not more fanfare or people don't really mention him or, you know, it doesn't come up. Yeah. Unless I bring it up. Yeah. So I guess that's why I have a podcast so I can bring that shit up, huh? Talk about whatever you want. It's it's your podcast. <laughs> well, it's half yours. That's it's true. Correction. That's true. It's both of ours, but I'll allow it for now. You can talk about it, Christopher Cross, as much as you want. Okay. All right. I just might. All right. What's your next pick? My next pick is Post to Be by Omarion. Okay. As judgy as I can be about some of your background music choices, the stuff that plays in the background, um, occasionally you'll kill me with shit like this. I remember sitting at your place and everyone's talking, and I'm sitting there wondering, why the fuck are we listening to mumble rap right now? It had been like an hour, and just as I was getting ready to say something, it was, got to eat the booty like groceries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five years later, (laughs) it's still killing me. I feel like the majority of songs that you picked for me are like trolly. Like I'm just like a giant like troll. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) My secondary pick is Love in a Trash Can by the Ravenettes. Every time I hear this song... I think it's something you'd like, but I've continually failed to share it with you until now. You have a look on your face like you already know the song. I don't. Okay. I don't. I I thought it was one song, and I'm fully expecting that song to show up on this list. It's it's going to show up. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, I thought I it was- I hope that helps no. calm your nerves. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. I thought it was one song. No, I haven't heard that song, but I will go to your Spotify where all these songs will be listed and listen to it. Your final pick. For, Fanta- the first, for the first half, anyway. Fantastic Lover by Power Glove. Yeah. All of the... Who's, who's the troll now? <laughs> exactly. All of... As much as Shane has been talking about how big of a troll I am when it comes to songs, he trolled me with this song. I think at one point we put this song to um, Blue's nephew Gage doing a super slow-mo robot at like age six and sent it to him. I don't know if you remember that. What I remember is before I'd ever had the idea to start taking existing music dance videos and putting it to weird stuff or different things, mm-hmm. I, we were playing a lot of Minecraft. And That's I realized right. that you could do camera tricks That's right. and click the character down and back up. And if you're shifting the camera, it makes him look like he's humping the TV yes. screen pretty well. And so I had like made a little video Mm-hmm. on my phone at a distance with Fantastic Lover playing in the background. Yeah. And I named the horse Fantastic, Fantastic Lover. Lover. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of the song. I was really, really stumped. And I don't know why, because I have it saved on my bomb diggity personal playlist. And Blue was like, it's the song that he put to the Minecraft video. And I'm like, oh, you're right, but what is that song? <laughs> and we both were stumped until it just came to me. Sorry, I just snapped with my arm on the table. And then it just came to me. I was like, it's Power Glove. Fantastic lover. Got it. So Blue reminded me of the Minecraft video, and then I remembered um, Home Dude thrust in the camera. Mm -hmm. Steve? Yeah. 
I, I won't think about this as trolly though, because I am a fantastic lover. So, okay. <laughs> That's the first half of the list. Should we get on to our first artist? Yep. Stay tuned for the second half later in the podcast. Who are we talking about first, Rayburn? Twisted. Did you have fun with this? <laughs> Let's just I go ahead and spoil time. the entire I had thing. a time with Twisted. Um, people might not like me, but hey, I've how many ma- how many people can I manage to piss off? Let's just roll through the albums and see what we both think. How about that? That's a great place to start. So their fo- their first their first album, Most Tasteless from 1997, fell in the middle for me. In the middle. In the middle. Hmm. It got one five. My top track was Secondhand Smoke. My bottom track was 85 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're upsetting some listeners right now for sure. I know. Uh, for the record, this is the first time I have listened to Twisted. Their, I guess, sister group is ICP. They're on the same uh, psychotic. Psychopathic records. Psychopathic. That's right. Psychopathic records. The label that runs beneath the streets. You are obviously going to be way more inclined <laughs> and affiliated than I am. I told you I missed the boat, man. I'm just trying to make you feel bad for a second before I get to my thoughts. Uh, some history here. This album was re-released in 98, and it had some different songs on it. That's the one I know. So oh. I've actually heard this one, but this is not what that re-release is. It's missing Spin the Bottle and Rock the Dead. I think there's another song in there that's missing too. Anyway, this was my bottom pick. I gave it one five. My top track was the last track, Renditions of Reality. And my bottom track was Twisted, the intro. Okay. All right, so let's move on to our second album, Freak Show from 2000. This got my bottom. I gave it one five. My top track is a cover, People Are Strange. So you did go listen to it. I did. Because it's not available on... Yeah, it's not available on Spotify, but it is available on YouTube, and that's where I listen to it. Doors cover. Mm-hmm. And, which I don't particularly like, the original, but I kind of liked the, the second one, the redo. I think I like the Doors version better, mm-hmm. but I still don't think I would give that song a five. Mm-hmm. And my bottom track was Leave Me Alone. All right. Well, this was my next to last. I also gave it one five. My top track was Bags, and my bottom track was Intro. Yeah. I'm going to sound like a broken record on those bottom tracks. If you've got skits on your albums, sorry. I've been t- I even went through and was like putting T's next to the top tracks to I guess justify my lower lowest <laughs> rating. Um which this fell the top track fell right in line with Leave Me Alone, so it was a toss up. Okay. I I sound, feel like I sound like a broken record too because I'm like top tracks. You want to tell people actual songs. Yeah. But yeah, there are talk tracks and skits on these. Um, the next album that we covered was The Green Book from 2003. This was my runner up. It got one five. My top track was On the Other End. And my bottom track was The Green Book, which is another talk track. Okay, well, we had the same bottom track. This fell in the middle for me, but that's not exactly reflective of my feelings of the album. I gave it two fives. And that's probably why it fell in the middle of that and the fact that it has 20 tracks on it. So more opportunity for, you know, songs with higher ratings, increased purchase value. Anyway, my top track was Darkness. And yeah, bottom track was The Green Book. Next album that we covered was Man's Myth from 2005. 
This was second from the bottom. So this was my number four. I gave it zero fives. My top track was Fuck You, and my bottom track was Introduction. Okay. Well, my bottom track is Fuck You. Okay. Are, my, you, are you telling me fuck you? No. Oh, okay, just making sure. No, we <laughs> we definitely have a difference of opinion here. Mm-hmm. Uh, production values, songwriting got much tighter at this point. It does falter in places. They put a bunch of music out. So you get a lot of the B-side material cut into the normal albums no matter what. Yeah. But this was my top pick. My top track was so high, I gave the album seven fives. Yeah. I didn't give it any. Anyway, I don't want to. You don't want to give too much away. I keep jumping ahead of myself, not realizing that I've already written it for the next section. So, Got it. What about the final album? Independence Day from 2007. This got my top. I still only gave it one five, though. My top track was What Dreams, and my bottom track was Sex, Drugs, Money, and Murder. Okay. Well, Sex, Drugs, Money, and Murder, I remember it getting a five from me. My bottom track was Wet Dreams. This was my runner-up, though. I I think we can at least find some common ground there. Yeah. Top track was Welcome Home. I gave the album six fives, and I think we can talk about why once we get to the questionnaire. Yep. But that's a a broad overview, so it sounds like you weren't alone in having a somewhat difficult time with this artist. I had not sat down and rated this artist's music. I I honestly was surprised... um, your level of fives that you gave to the first three albums. I thought that it would have been more so. I remember people really liked Freak Show. Mm-hmm. People that I was around at the time really liked Freak Show. Some of it is pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was never a standout for me. And that first album, if you could just get the 98 version on Spotify, which you can still hear all the tracks. They're from a film soundtrack. But... um. Yeah, then Freak Show, I think, would have fallen to the bottom for me. I will say that the majority of the, the ratings that I gave for their, their songs fell right in the middle at threes. But I didn't feel that they were, most of them were good enough to garner a four or a five. I gave out fives, but it was very, very rare. So I, they were pretty in the middle for me. So you ready we, to move on? Yeah, let's, let's get to the questionnaire. What, right. was your, what was your weirdest track? 85 bucks an hour. Same. It samples, it takes two, and that was just weird for me. (laughs) What was your best title? Fuck on the First Date. And I put White Trash with Tattoos. Wit. That's right. Wit Tattoos. What did I say? White? With. With Tattoos, yeah. White Trash Wit. (laughs) Wit. Wit. Just to reinforce the White Trash aspect of it, Wit Tattoos. Wit Tattoos. My worst title was Darkness. What I would have used instead was The Void. You? Somebody dissing you. Okay. And I would have called it We Suck at Hooks. Yikes. I struggled. Um, I've heard a lot of really great music mm-hmm. since I was younger and really into this stuff, which even at the time I knew that ICP was superior in certain regards. I'm glad you said it because I've been like waiting to say it. There are other things to be said about the group. I think their knack for rap in general Mm-hmm. is stronger but as far as storytelling and this type of music goes i don't know the hooks were consistently a problem for me if if i was just coasting to get to the hook and then the hook let me down it was it was it was kind of tough yeah much tougher than i remember it being as a youth well i kind of gave you a hint before we got started about how difficult this week was for me 
this was a difficult artist to get through. Um, but on a lighter note, I said one of their strongest elements for me is their rapping cleverness and beats. Yeah. So I thought that their writing was really, really clever. Super inappropriate for those of you that have kids. Yep. I just thought that needed to be said early on. Okay, psychopathic records yeah. didn't let you know. <laughs> yeah, and us consistently talking about ICP. So um, I said that their rapping cleverness was really, really good. I think in those earlier albums, they lacked the production value. I mean, this in that earlier album, it sounded like a demo that you kind of would get out of the back seat, the back of someone's trunk. Yeah. So you know, it, it was it was a pretty raw, like unfiltered sound. Mm -hmm. So. What was your strongest element? Uh, Jamie's lyrical talent. So it's two guys, Jamie Madrox and Monoxide Child. And I like Monoxide. I like the, uh, you can always tell who's who. Mm -hmm. And their voices, they pair really well together. Monoxide is just constantly talking about smoking cigarettes mm -hmm. <laughs> here in the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. You can tell that uh, Jamie's the reason why they're taken pretty seriously in the rap community, which is a fact. Uh, yeah. We'll touch on what was your weakest element? Tries too hard to be ICP without developing their own voice or twist on sound and in quotations, repetitive. Okay. What about you? I think they've got a, a differentiated sound. That's probably because I've heard tons and tons of ICP. Yeah. To be fair, uh, the, the two members of the Insane Clown Posse do make appearances routinely mm -hmm. and they are in the studio helping produce mm -hmm. that's a given so they're they're going to be noticeable but my weakest element was the acceptance of elevator music as a baseline for melody a lot of these melodic strings that they use for their songs like just hold out for a stronger beat yeah don't just take anything off the cutting room floor and that's what it felt like sometimes yeah Which I, I know a lot of people would say their sound is built to be appropriate for that. Yeah. But there's a reason why those last two albums that we listened to were ranked so high for me. Mm -hmm. It's because the sound was much, yeah. much more appropriate. Yeah, I agree. I just, by the time I got to that last album, Independence Day, it just, it felt like they had grown, obviously, from their first album that they released, and they were in a much better place of understanding the sound that they wanted to distribute. Yeah. Yeah, in those earlier albums, it just felt like they were taking whatever they got and tried to put a tried to put a hook to it. So I will agree. Who do you think they sound like? Well, I didn't list another artist. I said they sound like electric chairs buzzing in a waiting room. It's really descriptive. I did list other artists. I said ICP, at times Eminem, Lonely Island, and NWA. Uh, and it should be said for those of you that like um, D12, Bizarre, and Proof. They were in D12, right? Mm -hmm. They um, they feature on two songs that are on one of the albums that we covered. I think I really liked Bizarre's version better than Proof's. So That was such a weird song. Wet Dreams is a song. <laughs> it's three dudes rapping about having wet dreams and waking up with sticky pants. And We have established I am a troll. I really like the Proof track. He was, I believe, deceased by the time it came out. Mm-hmm. But How I Live was a was a really great song. When would you listen to this music or how does the music make you feel? Like I want to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so they got me there. What about you? I would listen when I'm playing shooters and it makes me feel like I take life too seriously. Man's Myth has some depth. Mm -hmm. 
It's more of a think piece, whereas Independence Day is a, it's like a hardcore hip hop album. Yeah. But yeah, it, in general, I feel like I'm, I've outgrown this music and this kind of brings me back down to earth yeah. when I listen to the best of the best. Yeah. But. It's like me when I go back and I listen to my angsty emo phase type music. I'm like, yeah, I was here. Not necessarily here anymore, but I was there. So anyway, moving on. I can still listen to my angsty teen music because it was great. I can still listen to mine. I still really enjoy it, but it's not something that I consistently listen to every day. Like, right? I've I'm okay with saying, yeah, I like. I got my mind set on you, and like goofy, goofy songs from the '80s and and Jim Croce and like things like that. So I'm okay with not confining myself to one genre of music. Agreed. Yeah. So anyway, what is your first or best experience with this artist? Hearing the 85 bucks an hour track on ICP's Forgotten Freshness album. These are B-side albums that they put out every now and then. Mm -hmm. And I just remember Corey and I used to listen to a lot of ICP. Uh, Anyone who was around at the time, I'm sorry that you had to listen to so much of that, but My Aunt Jennifer, I thought she was going to die when she first heard this song. Something about it gave her the giggles in a big way. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't have choruses in the songs. They have prank phone calls, I think, is most of what it is. Mm -hmm. And toward the end, where they're freestyling, Violent J says something about picking up deer shit. And I I thought she was never going to stop. She was, like, blue in the face by the time she calmed down. And then we had to listen to it again and again. And again. So was this a positive experience? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed listening to that music. Yeah. Especially the, back then. At the time. Yeah. I said this rating week, I had not heard of Twisted before this rating week. And then come to find out I've missed out on quite a bit because they have a lot of albums. They do. And um, yeah, I just didn't know about them. So really the only experience I have this week is struggling to get through all their albums. Which they have some B-side stuff up to. Uh, albums are called Cryptic Collections. You see those. It's it's more B-side material. I think mm-hmm. some of it is cut from... They were part of a, a rap group before Psychopathic signed them, which I think the, the group was called House of Crazies. Mm-hmm. They did primarily like Halloween rap. Yeah. Yeah. It's very in that vein. I think some of what they've got out there would most likely appeal to you. The problem is just going to be it's a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I can just do that digging for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add that on your long list of responsibilities and to-dos, will you? Yeah. Yeah. Try to get you into psychopathic records. Yeah. If it hadn't happened by yeah. now, I don't think it's going to happen. Who would you want them to collaborate with? Yellow Wolf. Oh, that was a good one. I said Eminem. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it could be interesting. You have a cover? I, you know me. Nope. All right. Well, n- these are two separate questions. Like, who would you want them to collaborate with? Mm-hmm. And then what would you want Twisted to cover? Mm-hmm. But my answer this week is a combination of both. I want them to work with Yellow Wolf and to cover Slam by Onyx. Okay. I would just like to hear it. Yeah. Just out of curiosity's sake. Yeah. They both got, or they've all got this gruff sound that Mm -hmm. onyx brought to the table i don't know i would be curious to hear it yeah we already went over that (laughs) yeah i said eminem i just think um having a another creative clever uh bigger name i say i say bigger name because eminem's 
Eminem's the one that I, I know. I think attaching him with them and them working together on something stupid and, uh, you know, goofy, but at the same time really, really clever in the way that they write. Yeah. I also think Eminem could help them out with their hooks that they're lacking in a lot of the time, too. So I just think Eminem would be a good choice. I don't think that'll ever happen. I I think you're you, probably if right. If you know none of the history there, yeah. Are they beefing? I don't think they are anymore. I just think they'll never work together. This... And Eminem would probably see it beneath himself at this point. Yeah, probably. So. Well, a girl can dream. Yeah. What makes the artist seem unique? I said the cleverness of lyrics. I like, I thought that they're... <laughs> I say the cleverness of their lyrics, and Shane talks about deer shit. Well, you don't hear this stuff every time you turn on the radio, that's for sure. Yeah. That's what I've always appreciated about psychopathic records in general, is it's a place I can go to get away from... Cookie-cutter bullshit. Yeah, and I, I really like cookie-cutter bullshit, but sometimes I want to hear something else. Yeah. You know, 90% of the songs that you hear are love songs. Yeah. And the ones that aren't, there's such a slim minority there that your odds of getting something good, mm-hmm. you end up listening to the same song so much. Yeah. But you come to this record label, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But my answer was that they do whatever they want. It doesn't work a lot of the time, but I appreciate that they do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And with all the cookie cutter bullshit that goes on, like Shane said, you know, I enjoy cookie cutter bullshit too, but most of life isn't cookie cutter bullshit. So... Yeah, and we we say cookie cutter a lot, but most artists in most places, even Tool to a degree, they follow a pattern of song situation. You know, you might have an an introduction to the song, you've got a verse, you've Mm -hmm. got a chorus, eventually you have a refrain after a few verses and choruses, and then a repeat of the chorus before the end. Those things exist. Um, Sometimes when we say cookie cutter, though, it's to the T. Like there's no stepping outside of those bounds. Yeah. And you get quite a bit of stepping outside of the boundaries here with yeah. this artist. How could this artist be most successful in the future? Be more selective of beats and strengthen their choruses. I said something to that ex- extent. I said keep expanding on sampling and sound. Don't just take whatever you can get. And I like that they sample Things. I think that that's a creative way to mix their sound with different genres, but it just it missed the mark, especially in those earlier albums for me. I did notice when I was looking that most of these albums were all they all had different lead producers. So the sound does vary. Mm-hmm. And it really made me wonder how much of a role do they play in creation of the beats themselves? Or are they just taking what's brought on? Because certain producers really they strengthened what the group was already bringing to the table or they were able to find beats that fit with the group's style really well. And really that's all they're lacking. Yeah. Great beats and a producer to say, hey, your chorus, maybe you shouldn't try singing this. Maybe yeah. we should get somebody else yeah. or maybe we should try to make this less repetitive. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. I Well, yeah, I already said what I said. Who would you recommend this artist to and why? I'd recommend Independence Day, the Independence Day album, to rap fans, and I'd recognize, or I'd, I'd recommend the Man's Myth album to ICP newcomers. I wrote anyone who appreciates what ICP brings to the table. Yeah, I think that if you're a fan of them, you're going to be a fan of Twisted. Do you have optional discussion topics? I do not. No, nothing. I don't. Okay. I was in uncharted waters this week, man. Well. Okay. I didn't. I, I thought maybe that meant you would dive a little deeper, but I could see if you had not such a great experience with the albums, 
Yeah. You wouldn't want to. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Whatever makes sense to you, bud. So we already talked about them covering People Are Strange by the Doors. But at the end of Man's Myth, there's a song called Bonus Flavor, and that samples the Looney's I Got Five on it. Yep. Is what they use. They work with, obviously, ICP. They've also worked with 3-6 Mafia, Tech 9 Chris Calico, E-40, Lazy Bone, and many others. Which is to say, they are, for whatever reason, taken pretty seriously in the rap community. You don't find this artist list among the spectrum of ICP's work. Like, it's not the same. Uh, both members have solo albums and are members of Dark Lotus. Which I is didn't a, know that. Yep. Dark Lotus is a, a super group. It's uh, both members of ICP, both members of Twisted. And they, they've they had a fifth member, Five Petals of the Lotus. They had mm-hmm. a fifth member, but it tends to change. So, But their music, I really like Dark Lotus's music. And they were also part of a group called Psychopathic Riders. <laughs> All right. Which I bring up. Because they were a group who initially made illegal music by jacking famous beats and rapping over them. Okay. It's ICP and Twisted. And uh, I want to say Esham was part of the group too. Anyway, this bugged me forever because I knew it existed, but I couldn't get my hands on it because it's illegal. So I can't go to the record store and yeah. purchase it. And I just happened to see it someday at, I think, at like a fucking garage sale or something. It's so weird how they make music illegal. Well, they, they could have gotten permission, and eventually they did, because this shit is on Spotify now. But when they did it, the album clearly stated, we don't have permission to use, use this it. shit. Like, fuck you if you have a problem with it. Yeah. Wow. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll throw a few good tracks from some of those folks on my mentions playlist, and that's all I've got for Twisted. Should we go ahead and take our break? Yeah. Let's take a break. All right. <laughs> My song recommendation, I actually have two this week. What? None. I didn't say anything. (laughs) My first one, even though Shane said that he does not love it, it's going to be Maybelline by Chuck Berry because I got a new puppy this week. I don't actually know that song, though. I think you'd like it. Okay. It's very classic. I like what I've heard of Chuck Berry. Very classic Chuck Berry. I mean, I wanted to sing it just then, but then I probably shouldn't. (laughs) But my more serious song recommendation is going to be Heavenly Day by Patty Griffin. I just finished Haunting at Hill House. I had a feeling. Have you been seeing that I've been listening to? No, I just, I remember adding this to my playlist after watching the show. Mm -hmm. And I always go back to if I go, I'm going. Mm Mm-hmm. But this one I don't listen to as much. So I had a feeling it was going to show yeah. up in your race. Yeah, it it, show, it showed up. Katie mentioned If I Go, I'm Going in her guest episode. And that kind of sparked. I, I watched the first episode of Haunting at Hill House when it came out a year ago. And I just couldn't get through it. And then I was after, you know, decorating my house and Katie had mentioned it again. I was like, maybe I'll give it a, a chance. So I did, and like after the second episode, I was like hooked, and I I think I binged it in like two days. So the guy who wrote and directed the show, by the way, he's done a lot of movies. Almost everything I've seen by him is really really good. I'm looking forward to Haunting at Bly Manor, which is going to come out in October. Yeah, 
It's got um it's got the same two actors that played Nell and Luke, uh, but it's a completely different story. They're playing two completely different characters in this upcoming season, kind of like an American Horror Story vibe. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But he's yeah. used a lot of the same cast for his films too. I need to go and look at who that is then. Yeah. Because it's spooky season. I I'm, can't think of his name, but I'm trying he'll, to, he'll be a big name. I'm trying to get braver when it comes to watching actual scary movies because you so lovingly said I was a puss on I don't online. think I don't think I would call as much attention to it, but I live with it already, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and, see too many people these days, so. Yeah. If I've got you and the wife to talk to, <laughs> we're going to have to be able to talk about horror somewhat. That's fine with me. I'm trying to catch up. But Heavenly Day by Patty Griffin, and that is it for my recommendations for the week. Okay. Well, my song recommendation is All Your Favorite Bands by Dawes. It's a song that was sent to me by a very dear friend. And I want anyone having a tough week to go listen to that song. It will help. And it also plays into part of my recommendations for your birthday coming up. So, I get recommendations for my birthday? Well, we're doing a list of songs that remind me of you. And there's my birthday recommendation. All your favorite bands oh. by Dawes. Oh. Go listen to that song. Okay. My plug for the week. Plug? Yeah. <laughs> is Cooking with Coolio. Oh, God. Okay. Have you seen any of this? I've heard about it. There's there's a series of videos on YouTube, so you can go watch Cooking with Coolio. And he also has a cookbook out now on Amazon, mm -hmm. both of which are fantastic. The reason this came to mind is I was talking a little bit to Amanda this week after last week's recommendation, or she came up in conversation last week. But she used to send me random pictures of Coolio when I was having bad days at Sally. <laughs> Like we'd be chatting and I'd be pissed off about something and then up comes a picture of Coolio with like no fucking hair. He's just got like the little little <laughs> tweeds in the back of his head now. And stuff. So <laughs> and lots of totally cool people. Totally cool. Totally people. cool. Totally Coolio people. Yeah. They clown on Coolio these days. Yeah. And finding cooking with Coolio was just another reminder that the true clowns in our society rarely paint their faces. Oh, yeah. So that's a multi-use sound now. Is that what I'm getting? I'll use it for whatever I want. All I remember, I mean, I obviously remember Coolio from like Gangsta's Paradise and everything, but I appreciate him for singing the intro song to Keenan and Kel on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think the downhill for him was Weird Al. Oh, yeah. Um, Amish Paradise? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think that just you made think it. he lost his street That cred made it more okay for everyone to. Dog on him. Yeah. And he. He does a lot of great music. That haircut made it easy for people to dog on him, Shane. <laughs> he didn't do himself any favors. I like originals. What can I say? Are we ready to move on? Uh, one last thing I want to say. Adopt from your local shelter. Now we can move on. Let's go. second artist we covered was cone i'm gonna go ahead and guess Corn. that your experience with this group was a little better than the previous group it was a little better just a little let's go through the albums yep see how we feel yep you want to list them off sure all right so with twisted we kind of went from the beginning and worked our way forward mm -hmm. mostly mm -hmm. i did try to pick the albums that i already knew i liked 
by Twisted. Corn was kind of the same thing. Yeah. I picked stuff from all over the map, but I also picked one album that I hadn't heard before in its entirety just to try and give Keep it a it fair shake. Yeah. yeah. But the first album was the self-titled debut from 1994. That's Corn. Mm-hmm. This was next to last for me. My top track was a toss-up between Faggot and Helmet in the Bush. And my bottom track was the hidden track, Michael and Jerry. I gave the album seven fives. Okay. This was my bottom. I gave Can it I one. just say, that does not surprise me in the least. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, there. I think sometimes you're in a mood <laughs> for that, no, not for that me. grunge sound. Yeah. Sometimes it gets you. And I think other times you're just like, what the fuck? I was in a mood. This week, all right. I cannot even tell you what mood I was in, but I was in a mood. I only gave it one five. My top track was Blind, and my bottom track was Daddy, which was what played right before that hidden track at the end. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that song, too. Apparently, my goal is to be as opposite from you as possible. I'm trying to remember if it was that song or the Kill You song from uh, Life is Peachy. One of them. There's a video of Jonathan Davis singing it in the studio like as he's performing and he's, he's fucking bawling as he yeah. does it. It's He cries on one of these tracks. That's probably what it is yeah. then, his daddy. Yeah. And then the one that you listed was that back and forth about the car between the girl and the guy. Was that on this album? Wait, what? You got me thinking about Clueless. I don't know. I was thinking <laughs> about the, the car scene no, with the Counting Crows song. What? It's their bitching at each other about doing like fixing something on a car and they're just going back and forth and it sounds like a recording of almost like one of the band members parents was that this album was that this album i think i know what you're talking about it was at the very end of one of the songs and i thought it was a hidden track oh yeah i think that's michael and jerry i think that's what comes after daddy okay yeah moving on (laughs) see i actually i did listen that album by the way yeah will always make me, make me think of Joseph. Uh, Joseph and I, if we ever bonded over anything in the beginning, mm-hmm. it was corn and it was this album. And we used to sit in my room and we would scream our heads off singing this stuff. Anyway, the next album was Follow the Leader from 1998. This got my top pick. My top track was Justin and my bottom track was My Gift to You. I was very, very surprised with where this fell in my ranking. I was honestly a little disappointed in myself, so I must have been in a mood. This was second to last okay. for me. I gave it two fives, which Follow the Leader is the album that I know the most. Yeah. Um, I even have a freaking concert tee with Follow the Leader and <laughs> Rob Zombie on it. Um, My top track was Freak on a Leash. My bottom track was BBK. Not bad. I remember thinking for a long time that I didn't like BBK. Mm-hmm. It's really grown on me over the years. And this that's another one of those songs, by the way, Freak on a Leash is another one of those that, like Voodoo, mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. was always listening to. The difference here is I genuinely like listening to Freak on a Leash mm-hmm. these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little reminder yeah. of where you came from. Next album was 2003's Take a Look in the Mirror. This was the one I'd not heard in its entirety before. I knew a lot of it, but... This fell to the bottom for me. I'm still not saying much. I gave it seven fives. My top track was Counting on Me. My bottom track was Let's Do This Now. This was my runner up. I gave it zero fives though. I had to, it tied with another album and I had to basically go off of the um, 
price value. Okay. As a as a backup. Uh my top track on Take a Look in the Mirror was Y'all Want a Single? Really? Yeah. I just <laughs> thought it was fun. And then the bottom track was Let's Do This Now. I okay. thought Y'all Want a Single was just like a nice little breakup of their normal Okay. Sound and it was a little bit more fun and I can't hate goofy. on that. I I don't I don't dislike that song, so it's just not it's, it's not five yeah. material for me. Especially on an album this heavy. This was a very heavy album. Anyway, next up is the untitled album from mm-hmm. two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. This was my runner up. This got eleven fives from me. My top track was Innocent Bystander. My bottom track was Intro. This was my top. I gave it three fives. My top track was Kiss. My bottom track was Love and Luxury. I was waiting on that to be your top track. Really? After uh, the previous album. Because the two songs that sound most similar to me from what we covered as far as the change of... Which this album is... It's a lot of different styles. Mm -hmm. But Love and Luxury was my four. Apart from the intro, it was the only one that I didn't give a five. Yeah. And it reminded me of that Y'all Want a Single... Like more upbeat. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good song. It's just. I, uh, is this the album that had the, I mean, they all have great cover art. I will say that about Korn. I enjoy a, a lot of their cover art. This one was like that robotic face coming out of like another face. Yeah. I think it's, it's like a, a body completely made of faces coming out of faces yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I could not stop staring at that album cover. Yeah, I thought I, it was so cool. Anyway. My album art comment before we get there is some of the best album art of all time. Yeah, it's really good. Not in all places, not every album, but no. the majority of Korn's album art. Follow the Leader. I really, really loved Follow the Leader too, but I had seen Follow the, Follow the Leader album, uh, album art, mm-hmm. but I hadn't seen the Untitled. I hadn't even heard any songs off the Untitled album. Yeah, I think Evolution was the single that was on this album, and a lot of people sleep on this one i don't pretend to understand why because this is still one of their best albums in my opinion yeah moving on to 2016's the serenity of suffering was our last this fell in the middle for me i gave it nine fives my top track was black is the soul my bottom track was a different world all right so we agree on the bottom track and we agree where it fell in our ranking this also fell in the middle for me i gave it zero fives my top track was Everything Falls. Okay. So. So I'm genuinely curious now that we got through the albums because my, there's no question if you're paying attention to numbers for me, but I'm struggling a little today. Yeah. Corn won for you, right? Yeah. Corn okay. won for me. Yeah. And I assume they did, obviously, for you. Did you already say that? Yeah. Apparently, you're not the only one struggling this morning. Corn, this is one of the best listening experiences that I've had, shy of. Tom Petty. Yeah. I, I really liked Chris Stapleton too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was very refreshing to get this, especially with Twisted having fallen right before. So Corn well, took it for both of us this week. Too. Yes. Okay. And I I think one of the reasons why I had such a hard time and you in, thoroughly enjoyed this week is, again, this touched on your youth. This touched on like experiences that you have associated with this type of music both for, from both artists. I was really familiar with most of it too. Yeah. That, that's always a better listening experience. Yeah. You don't feel like you're digging. Mm-hmm. You already know. Which I don't mind digging. And I I had already been familiar with Korn a little bit. But when you're listening to five albums of Korn yeah. back to back, 
10 in total for yeah, both artists. Five from Corn, five from Twisted. People like to think, oh, what you guys do is yeah. easy. <laughs> it's not easy. No. We have paperwork we have to fill out. We're very thorough when it comes to giving our opinions, how shit they may be. The two hours of driving back and forth to do the podcast. Yeah. It that... takes it takes a lot of time and effort to that goes into the podcast, but we continue to do it because we love music. And I get love... up at, what, eight on Sundays. I probably go to sleep at two or three in the morning. Yep. My entire Sunday is taken up by this podcast Yep. because of the editing and stuff. Yep. But I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving I, on to the questionnaire. What was your weirdest track? Love and Luxury. Okay. I don't know why. I just, when I listened to that song, I was like, I just, I could not find anything that I enjoyed about that song. Can you guess what mine was? Love and Luxury. No. Your weirdest track? Mm-hmm. Was it Kiss? No. Freak on a Leash? It was Y'all Want a Single. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that. I get what they were going for yeah. there. It, Y'all want a single? Say fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so fun because you're used to hearing that typical corn sound and they come in with, Y'all want a single? Say fuck that. And I'm like, yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, what was your best title? Dead Bodies Everywhere. Bitch, we got a problem. Yeah? Yeah, that was mine. I love that song. Yeah. I your bet. worst? Kiss. Kiss. Kiss is my worst title. I would have sell- I would have said... What else can I do? It's more wordy, but I feel like there are more superior songs with the same yeah, name. I get it. It sticks for me, but I, I think when I hear the title, I hear the song. So sometimes that can work Yeah. with regard to simplism, but I definitely take your meaning. Yeah. What about you? Alive. Okay. Same sort of reason. Yeah. In my head, I don't hear Alive by Korn. I hear the P.O.D. Alive. Um, so I just get it confused, and I would have called it "Katie's Gonna Hate It" because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the song where they they say "alive" like a bunch of times before they actually get <laughs> to the chorus repetitive. where they say it again. <laughs> yeah, we we both know Katie doesn't like repetition. Yeah, and I think we're driving home somewhat that we don't always like it either. Yeah, <laughs> well, songs by their very nature, if you've got a chorus and it repeats, you're gonna have repetition. But yeah, I think what she's saying is. Phrases and stuff that are way too close together and too yeah. often and there's no change. Yeah. It just feels like you're filling up empty space with stuff that you've already said. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of in the same realm as why you and I don't like skits and talk tracks. That's that space that could be filled with another track or something far superior than just somebody smoking or, or just cut it. somebody. Yeah. And make the album not 20 tracks long. I was looking at some of my averages, which were... We're going to talk about some of this next week, but I was surprised when I looked at my losers to see a, like a best average mm-hmm. for the losing artists, mm-hmm. Godsmack was up there. And it took me a minute to realize because I didn't have the best listening experience with Godsmack. And I mean, you had bands like Tool, trying to think of some other people that have lost. That one band that we dare not name. Yeah, Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while to realize why the fuck is Godsmack up there? And it's because they didn't have much in the way of skits. So that really hurts an average in the end for what we're doing. They literally provided us more to listen to and rate. So therefore their average is automatically going to be higher. Yeah. So. More music anyway. Fewer talk tracks. What was their strongest element for you? You and Joseph hopefully will be a little bit 
refreshed by this. The drums. I almost told you, Joseph and I are not members of Corn. No. <laughs> Much as we would like to be, we are not. Um, the drums stood out for me a lot more than anything else. I think the drums and bass. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What was yours? I said the original sound, mm-hmm. whether it's their tuning, the slinky bass, Davis's voice, the bagpipes, etc. Yeah, what was with that? They had at least one track on every album that we listened to with a bagpipes, like Irish. Their art. lead singer, Jonathan Davis, plays bagpipes. Okay. And he likes to throw it in. These are all, I don't know if you did much research or history into this group. This is a weird smattering of people. Yeah. That work very, very well together. And it's how they have that highly unique sound. Yeah. And that's that's their best for me. What was your weakest element? Repetitive guitar riffs. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I the lead singer's voice is extremely distinctive for me. I think the only people that I have trouble uh, separating the two would be like System of a Down at some points and Corn as far as like their vocal stylings. The vocals are extremely recognizable to me. I don't get them mixed up a lot with other artists. But the just the guitar riffs, I felt that it wasn't brought to the forefront and it was just like it was just thrown in there. The okay. drums and I never pay attention to the drums, so the drums stood out for me a lot. Cool factoid, so that I don't factoid. Yeah, I want to I want to give you something positive instead of all the negative going through my head right now. Okay. Because two guitarists, both phenomenal guitarists in this group, each with a distinctive sound. You don't really realize that until you go digging deeper. But the uh, drums on the track "Faggot," mm-hmm. if you pan them to the right. I think it's the right. Yeah, pan to the right. You can hear the drums solo at the beginning of the song. There are a lot of things like that throughout their discography. They were always toying around with where to put things in the mix. And mm-hmm. that might be why the guitars are problematic for you in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. It's because they do some of that stuff on purpose. Okay. So I fell for it, huh? No, I don't I don't know that you fell for anything. Um, they just make some odd choices. Mm-hmm. It keeps them sounding unique. Anyway. <laughs> I said underbaked songs. A few of their songs, you could tell, just didn't have enough time in the oven. Yeah. Just sit with the vocals for another, or the lyrics, not the the vocals. Yep. (laughs) We're going to use that term to describe (laughs) underbaked songs, still a little wet in the middle. Yeah, they were wet in the middle. You could, it wasn't the vocals. The vocals were almost always on point. Um, Occasionally, yeah, some element of it was was weak, whether it be a repetitive lyric in a place or and there's not much here. I have next to nothing negative to say about Corn. Surprised to find out going through this that this band remains one of my favorite groups. Yeah. It still holds up. I don't and see, I was surprised that I didn't find more for me in Corn. I did like a lot of their stuff, but it, again, it fell in the middle. It just there was more there for me with corn than there was twisted. Yeah. So So you think if it had been not twisted, corn might have fallen to the bottom. Instead, they might have lost. I don't know. Maybe. It depends on how, I mean, it wasn't super super close, but it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. So I'm, I'm finding this interesting. I thought the biggest difference between us was going to be twisted, even though I didn't have the best experience I thought yeah. I was going to. But it's corn. That's I, interesting. I was just as surprised as you were. I guess I I guess it comes from listening to five albums back to back that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't completely familiar with. Yeah. 
And, you know, like I said before, you know, people think this is easy until you're asked to listen to five albums of an artist back to back to back. And I'm not saying that it was because it took so long. Yeah. It's you're listening to, especially when you start to think that there's not enough diversity or growth, because usually we start at like the earlier albums and to the later albums. Yeah. So it's just when you're hearing the same type of song that was on another album or something that seems really, really familiar, it's just, it can seem repetitive. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes the wind out of my sails a little bit. I get you. So anyway, who do you think that Korn sounds like? No one. There are plenty of groups that sound like Korn, but not the other way around. So, I mean, I think King 810, Limb Biscuit, Cold Chamber, they all sound like Korn in places. But corn doesn't sound like them. Okay, I will say you're probably right because corn was technically first. So, but I said AFI, Marilyn Manson. Sometimes the vocals kind of sound Manson esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, System of a Down, Limp Biscuit, we agreed on, and at times Drowning Pool. Okay. So it was just at different moments where I thought, oh, that kind of sounds like such and such. So I wrote them down. AFI has been on my mind a little here, but not because of similarity in sound i just thinking about that first corn album that we covered it's not holding up as well over time Mm -hmm. as something like follow the leader Mm -hmm. and some of afi's earlier popular work can be the same sort of thing anyway not to get into another artist oh you're fine (laughs) when would you listen to this music or how does the music make you feel like i'm at my wits end with everything (laughs) damn it just it makes me feel like i'm done I'm done with trying to please everyone around me that isn't grateful enough to pay attention. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. you, I'm going in. Yeah. Next time you're having a really bad day, just turn counting on me on. Yeah. Just blare it. Got it. Done. I'll <laughs> call you when it right after it happens. Just don't be screaming at me. That's all I ask. I won't scream at you. I, after it happens. I won't. I'll be screaming during, not after. I'll call you after. I would listen when life gets stale and the music makes me feel like everything hasn't already been done. And as someone who is creative and makes the majority of their living in creative pursuits, that's a really good thing for me to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a whole lot. You just got to turn the knobs till you find something that is a little different than what everybody else is doing. See, and I think corn makes me feel like it's okay to get mad. It's okay to feel a certain way although society tells you that it's not okay to feel that way yeah so and i think that's why i'm like when i'm at my wits end with everything is because that's usually something a situation that i try to avoid because i have to be patient and calm and smiley with a lot of people and you know what it's okay to be pissed off for no reason well that that also feeds into uh thinking about the artists we've covered today They're artists that I remember growing up hearing everyone say, you can't listen to that. It's going to make you evil or violent or immoral or whatever. And this was always just, it's the same people who like to watch action movies. Yeah. I got some major Underworld and Resident Evil vibes when I was listening to Korn. So it's it's like an outlet, Mm -hmm. you know, a constructive outlet. Some people like to hit punching bags. Yeah. Uh, I listen to corn. Yeah. Some people like to shoot up schools. You listen to corn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have a I have a hard time believing that people listen to corn 
and then shoot up schools as a result. Yeah, I agree. Music like this is a release, not a adding pressure to the mix sort of thing. Did you feel a release when listening to Korn? I did. (laughs) I'm sorry my mind's not going there. You got me thinking about school shootings right now. Sorry, I took it to a dark place. Anyway. You are a dark person. Yes, I am. What was your first or best experience with this artist? Corey played Twist for me. I don't remember how old we were. I uh, he, It was his birthday, which his birthday is the day before this comes out. So happy birthday, Corey. I forgot he was a September birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Corey. Week after me. But for his birthday, oddly enough, he wanted two things, which he'd never asked me for before. But I think he was beginning to realize I can have more things in common with Shane and we can... We can play on this and make it work. He wanted ICP's The Great Malenko album, which is another group that I hadn't heard before then, and he wanted Korn's Life is Peachy album. And I listened to ICP because rap was my thing. When I gave it to him, he wanted to sit on the porch and play some Korn for me. Mm-hmm. No, trust me, you have to hear this. It's what he kept... And he turned Twist on, and I was immediately in. Immediately on board. Don't you love that moment? Yes. That's one of the rarest moments. It's when you either show someone something that they absolutely love or you're shown something that you had no idea existed and you just fall in love with. That this person knows you so well to know that you would feel something for this song and then introduced you to it. And he liked it too. It was in the same day. The same day I was introduced to ICP and Korn. And I think I bought albums at one point. I found AFI, Dream Theater, Blind Guardian, like a handful of artists all on the same day. Mm-hmm. It was a lot to take in, Bjork, all. And then uh, when I discovered Pink Floyd, it was at the same event that I discovered Lords of Acid at, too. That's a lot. There are, yeah. There are some shooting star days in my life that musically have yet to be outdone. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Corn ICP twist was one of them. Anyway, I'm rambling. No, you're fine. What was your answer? I said my 2000s alternative emo phase. That was my... F- Aside from... Like going over to y'all's house and Laura and Katie spray painting whatever on the walls and listening to corn and, you know, stuff, stuff like that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You remember when they. I'm just smiling because you brought them up and I've got a, a thing coming up in conversation. Continue. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I knew about corn, but I hadn't really listened to any corn until about my 2000s alternative and emo phase when I was just. Just diving into like System of a Down and all the other emo, they're not emo, but other emotional alternative groups at that time that were popular. So I was being introduced to a lot of new music at this time, but it was all typically the same type of genre. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was a very angry sounding household at one point. It was. If you ask my can, bro- can you imagine your grandmother living in that household? With her bedroom right next to me, <laughs> I know. Logan, one of Logan's favorites, Logan is my brother. One of my brother's favorite stories is when they used to go and knock on my door and I'd open the door just to crack and I'd go, hello. <laughs> uh, which I still to this day don't think happened, but he'd be like, here's your laundry. I'm like, thank you. I'd shut the door behind me. Man, this dude. What? Oh, nothing. I'm just, I'm thinking about a. Uh... When Jay and I got back from Tennessee and we went to your oh dad's house. Oh, my God. I know we were, exactly what you're going to say. We were watching a Lord of the Rings movie in his bedroom, I think is what it was. But we were laying on the floor and she fell asleep and I got up 
I was in the living room talking to your dad. I don't even think he knows that you know this. And I went to check on him and dude's in there like with his arm around <laughs> my girl. <laughs> he thought he was cool as shit. Yes, he did. My sisters had a, in the back bedroom of the trailer back then, the bathroom had double doors. Mm-hmm. And they'd hung records and fake blood and shit all over everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they had spray painted parts of the room. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I remember this. And I don't remember. It, it was something like Welcome to Hell or something that was spray paint or a pentagram. There was yep. something on that door that I remember. That's another thing when Jay, Jay first met the family. <laughs> that's <laughs> Here, what let me she take got. you to my sister's room. Welcome yeah. to hell. Yeah. Snakes coming out of the walls and shit in the bathroom. Yeah. That's a true story. We had a had a fun childhood. Yeah. <laughs> we all survived. I think we're all somewhat fully functioning adults at this point. Who would you want Corn to collaborate with and what song would you want Corn to cover? I said Rob Zombie and I said Everybody Fucking in a UFO. Is that a song you wrote just now? I've never heard of You've that. You've never Okay, you've never heard that? Is There's it... a song called Everybody Fucking yeah. in a UFO and I've not heard it. I don't even want to like say it, but it's just like everybody, 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 everybody fucking in a UFO. Okay, well I know the everybody part. Yeah. I never heard the Listen to it. The first time I heard it, we were going to the Rob Zombie concert and my dad my dad likes to make mixes before any concert of that artist. I didn't learn anything from him. Let me just he wasn't an influence in my life at all when it comes to making mixed CDs and stuff. I say that sarcastically. <laughs> this was on his Rob Zombie mix. And I was like, what is this? He was like, you ain't never heard this song? And they performed it with giant ass people on stilts with giant alien heads. And it was the craziest thing. But yeah, it's just a goofy, funny, trolly song that I think you might appreciate. All right. So there you go. <laughs> I'm definitely checking that yeah. out. Yeah. Who would you want them to collaborate with? And what song would you like them to cover? You remember me talking about my sisters in this phase that everybody yeah. was in? Yeah. Kitty. Got it. I want Corn to work with Kitty, specifically that sound that they had on their Floyd cover of Run Like Hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would want them to cover, or maybe just Corn. I don't care. It could be both of them. <laughs> I'd want them to cover Jennifer by the Eurythmics. Okay. I was... Tell me that wouldn't sound cool as shit if you go and listen to it. I think I remember that song. Anyway, I'm going to have to listen to it. I'm spacing out looking at Pink Floyd right now. What makes this artist seem unique? It has a very specific and recognizable sound. You know exactly who you're listening to when it comes on. Yeah. So what about you? I said they're like a shooting star that's not burning out. I I always think back on hearing Twist Mm -hmm. and you hear a song like that and you're so used to life handing you things like that. And there's nothing else from that group. Yeah. Like, hey, that's your one hit wonder thing. Or nope, still going strong. Yeah. They're still doing it. Joseph's probably pissed off right now because we didn't pick their most recent album, which was also great. We can do a two-parter. Yeah, they're back in the jar. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> both of these artists have so much more albums that we could possibly cover in the future. It's like we could probably have another at least maybe two. Yeah. Two more episodes. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of, of stuff out there. So how could this artist be most successful in the future? I think as long as none of them die, all will be well. You? I feel that you're going to be disappointed one day. That's okay. I said slow it down and break it up. 
Okay. Whatever that means. I can see. I've really enjoyed some of their uh, slower mm -hmm. tracks. I think it just, on those slower tracks, you can focus more on different pieces that make up corn, whether it be the drums, the guitar, the vocals. I just think it highlights them a little bit better. Yeah. Who would you recommend this artist to and why? Today's Youth, because Lil Windex is the best y'all have given me so far. You? I said people looking to express internal anger in a healthy way. So today's youth. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a meal. <laughs> I just want to fuck. <laughs> Is that all you want? I have optional discussion topics. Are you, again, nothing? Um, That's okay. The bassist had a rap album that I'm going to be checking out soon. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. So my notes cover the fact that the genre for this group is listed as new metal, N-U metal, <laughs> which has always struck me as an idiot's way of saying corn invented a genre, Yeah, essentially. And I know there's going to be a listener out there like, this was done 8 million times before corn. Okay, fuck you. Don't care. <laughs> uh, I was thinking earlier when you were trying to figure out the talking part of one of the songs. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the Earache My Eye cover, the uh. Cheech Marin. Oh, okay. From the Up in Smoke film. That's yeah. what I thought you were talking about. I was I was trying not to smack you from across the <laughs> table because how you would not know that. No, I wasn't talking about that. Yeah, Follow the Leader ends with a, a cover of Cheech and Chong song, and they actually got Cheech Marin to come on and do it, and it's the song that they perform at the battle at the end of their Up in Smoke film. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your dad's heard it. But you, you should. Oh, that version. You that should you're talking make about? sure, yeah, okay. because that's that's something he would very much appreciate. Another thing I wanted to mention is I've heard so much of this group's music because one of the guys that used to be around when we were teenagers, uh, Corey's best friend at the time, his name was Jason, which is interesting because I had a friend named Jason <laughs> before yeah. that. There was always a Jason around, right? It was the nineties. This dude, early two thousands. This dude was obsessed with corn. Yeah, and I. Always loved having him around. I could sit up and talk to him sometimes all night when he was over. Mm -hmm. He didn't like to drink or smoke as much as the rest of us or anything, but my God, could we sit around and talk about music until the sun came up. So he talked music with you guys while he was completely sober. He had fun. Okay. Just not as routinely as the rest of us did. Okay. I say that as I... Sip my coffee. He was very chill, though. I, I remember this guy. Uh, he did have some, not anger management issues. There was just some... You're not helping out the corn argument right now. <laughs> no, it was It was always funny to me. Or originally, I thought maybe he played it just to piss his dad off. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the case, having known him long enough. Like, I remember one time he got really, really mad at his dad. And he took a branch into the front yard and he like... We could just, in the house, we heard him beating the tree in the front yard with this branch. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he's like, ah, fuck. And he comes walking in the house with like this broken branch all in pieces in his arms. Him and Corey got into a fight in their yard one day. And uh, you don't fight Corey, right? Yeah. He's a smaller guy, but yeah. that's not why you don't fight Corey. You don't fight Corey because he's squirrely and will fuck you up. Yeah. And they're best friends, and they're pissed off at each other and screaming and hollering. And I'm watching, not knowing what to do. And Jason gets so mad that he fucking grabs Corey by the nose and just starts <laughs> squeezing his nose. 
And Corey's got this look on his face like, what the fuck? So he grabs Jason by the nuts. And they're just fucking holding each other by the nose and the nuts. Oh it was like a God. standoff for minutes before his mom, before Jason's mom came outside and was like, boys, let each other go. Oddly enough, I'm not surprised you did not intervene at all in this situation. <laughs> You're just so beside I'm gonna be yourself. Honest, I was laughing. Yeah, I would be too. I that's mean, a, that's all you can do. Oh my God. <laughs> just the sheer visual of that is definitely not something you would either think of or see every day. Anyway, Jason is another one of those people who's kind of fallen off the earth. Oh, I have, I have no idea what happened to him anyway. Uh, but. Really loved having that guy around, and corn yeah. always makes me think of him. So yeah, the self-titled makes me think of Joseph, but corn in general, makes I think, think of Jason, Jason. And I shared a lot of his antics, but we had very deep, meaningful conversations back in the day. I'm still appreciative of the time that I got to spend with him. Anyway, corn over what we listened to, they worked with Ice Cube, Limp Biscuit. Trey of the Far Side, Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour. They even worked with Nas. Um, most members of the group have side projects. There's Jonathan Davis, Fear in the Nervous System, Feel These Dreams, Stillwell, KXM, and Love and Death. Their solo stuff is a rabbit hole I recommend going down. Mm-hmm. If you like Corn, if you're a big Corn fan, you're going to find a lot to appreciate about their side projects. And I will throw a few good tracks from some of them on my mentions playlist as well. Sweet. All right. Moving on to the second half of our list. Oh, shit. I still got to hold my sheet. (laughs) I'll go ahead and go first since you went first. Okay. My sixth choice. I don't that sounded weird. My next choice is Worldwide Choppers by Tech Nine. Thank you. (laughs) You introduced this song to both Blue and I. Didn't even know that Tech Nine was a thing. You also had Dude, given. I'm you're you're doing me a solid. I'm not gonna go off on you right now. What? No, seriously, I can't help myself. You didn't know Tech Nine was a thing until Worldwide Choppers was played. No, okay, listen, we're back up, rewind. Okay, so I suck. So apparently, before Shane decided to give me the best gift that I've ever gotten in a jump drive of all of his music for my graduation, my high school graduation, Shane would put together books of cds that he had burned for me tech nine was one of these artists and i did not and listen you never to listened CD. and I, I remember going back and finding it and after you had showed me worldwide choppers and i was like oh my god i have slept on tech nine this whole time and you know it's it's another chris stapleton all over again shane trying to show me something me either being too stupid to pull my head out of my own ass to pay attention. Or don't, don't knock yourself. There's plenty of stuff that I try to show people that is way too out there for me to expect that you're going to get into. Well, yeah, but apparently you knew something better than I did because Worldwide Choppers was something that it just literally... I remember sitting in the living room and you showed me this song and you were just, you were getting it. You were so into this song. And I was like, what? Oh my God, this is a thing? Because at that point, the only sort of like quick rapping that I knew was Twista. But he's in the song. He is. And, and I, that, think, I think what started this is everybody was goo goo gaga over Busta Rhymes part and Chris I, Brown's. And I was going to say Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes in um, Look At Me Now. Yeah, everybody was freaking out about 
Buster Rhymes part and look at me now. And I think we were even talking about it. And you were like, you like that? Let me let me show you this. And I said, it kind of sounds like Twisted. And he was like, well, he's you're like, well, he's in the song. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I didn't know Tech 9 was a thing. But every time I hear Worldwide Choppers, it makes me think of you because it takes me back to that experience of you showing Worldwide Choppers to us and you just it eating your shit. You yeah. love it so much. My favorite part of that song is still the Yellow Wolf verse. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but... It just sits well with you. Speaking of Busta, I had a odd experience a while back. I was listening to more of his music than I ever have, you know? Mm-hmm. Just kind of going through stuff. And that Yaw Yaw track, I remember hearing it back in the day Yeah, yeah. You say yeah, yeah, and all I think about is yeah, trick, yeah. I'm I'm not even gonna try to do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you've heard Eminem's latest album, I think, or I think it was the latest album. I think it was Music to Be Murdered by. He actually sampled it for one of his songs. It's a weird fucking song, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always you hear Busta Rhymes and you wonder because he's a guest spot on a lot of things, and just like with a. Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like you hear him in places and you're like, why is he not one of the biggest fucking things that's ever been? Yeah. And then you hear something like Yah Yah and you're like, oh, okay. That's I, why. I get it. <laughs> he did some weird shit. Some really weird shit. What's your next pick? Well, <laughs> I'm preparing. We're going to follow up that solid with uh, Dr. Looney's Remedy Yay! by Parachute Express. So this song was a music video on the Goofy Moofies. Goofy movies. Go- <laughs> the Goofy movies. On the Goofy movies, VHS. And both you and my sisters refuse to simply skip it <laughs> ever. And I still have trouble laughing about how much I've heard this song. It's a good song. It's something. You listen you to hours of Cocoa Melon, all right? You can't get it out of your head. I, I would rather listen to Dr. Looney's Remedy than some of what my son listens to. I'm sorry, son. I do love you. That's fair. Anyway. My secondary pick is Come See About Me by The Supremes. I've mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. This one sounds to me like something you'd write and keeps me remembering that there's plenty about your musical taste, which I really do appreciate. Aw, thanks. That's what they call sandwiching? Yep. Yeah, although you didn't think Dr. Looney's Remedy was a negative to begin with. So anyway, what's (laughs) what's your next pick? My next pick is The Bird and the Worm by The Used. This song reminds me of... The many, many nights we spent playing Guitar Hero, a rock band. It was rock band, right? It's Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Um, I was torn between this song and what was the other one? Um, the really, really fast one that we always try to play. The one we battle? There's Play With Me by Extreme. There's Through the Fire and Flames. That one. Yeah. Yeah, I was torn between... The, Dragon Force. Yeah, I was torn between this song and Through the Fire and Flames. I picked this song because you were always the one to suggest it. So, and you usually were the singer when it came to doing this song. Yeah, it seems like a an easy thing for everyone to get into. Yeah. Yeah. You know what my, my top two songs from the Guitar Hero era are? Wow. If you if you say in a big country, I'm gonna kick you. Under no, the I wasn't table. gonna say in a big country. That's your shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought you were gonna shade me. What? No. There's a thrice song that we play a lot. It's uh, all the world is mad, mm-hmm. and the other one is the Dire Straits track. The one that my dad sang in that video, um, Sultans of Swing. Yeah, bring it That's what it's called. Yeah, I'm proud of you right now. <laughs> what? You knew the name of the song. Of course I knew the name of the song. Do you forget who I'm with? Your dad's shit is down to the waterline. 
I think is what he likes so much. But you do know I have a video recording of him playing rock band at your place. I think it's, no. No, I've not seen this. And again, it's Guitar Hero. Okay. Guitar we almost Hero. We almost never play rock band. Guitar Hero. My... I can't remember where we were, but it was Guitar Hero and he was singing Sultans of Swing. And oddly enough, he was singing it directly to me as I was recording it. So nice. maybe we'll put that up on YouTube, Dad. Maybe. I have it. I think I've got some acapellas that he sang me for CMB ideas. Maybe I'll find those videos. My dad? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm not really going to do that to him. I would love he to would, hear he it. I didn't it. know that, that was a thing. He would love it. Anyway, The Bird and the Worm by The Used. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Anytime. You ready? Yeah. Nope. Maybe. Summer Nights by Cassie Steele. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and the sisters talked about jamming out to this song when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Talked about this fairly recently, I think, while we were playing mixtape. It was my song for Jordan. Yeah, and I just want listeners to uh, know what dorks you were. It was a good song. Okay, Cassie Still is Manny from Degrassi, The Next Generation. Okay, I didn't do it's myself the any dorkiest song. It, favors. It's like a pothead's version of Rolling with the Homies. <laughs> Isn't that what that shit is? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what movie that's from. It's but... from Clueless. I don't like that movie, by the way. Have I ever mentioned that? Shane, that's like my girl. If I want to do like girl shit, like face masks and some stupid ass girly shit, I will put on Clueless every time. I, I, I liked Valley Girl. Watched that did? for the first time this week. I was I was a little on the fence when it started. It seemed very. Did you love Nick Cage? Low and that? budget. Yeah. I loved. I him actually that. did. I really really enjoyed it. It had a great soundtrack. Yes, it did. I watched Josie Cotton. She sings at the dance. Oh, Johnny, yeah. are you queer boy? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so many. Um, the Paola's Eyes of a Stranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, a lot of stuff that maybe people aren't familiar with on there. Definitely your mom's music. My mom. This is my mom and dad's movie. Yeah. They because my dad was rugged, I, came I could from the wrong this, side of the tracks, yeah. and my mom was Julie, the Valley girl that had somebody's credit card and was definitely spending it. The main girl in that film looks like Amy to me, my ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I see that. I have that with uh, Pitch Perfect. There's a one of the main girls in that film too looks a lot like Amy. Rebel Wilson. Is that the? That's fat Amy. No, dude, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything <laughs> about your ex. I'm just she stood out to me. Um, I don't I don't know who else. And not Anna Kendrick. No, it's the other one. It's the blonde. The main one, like the Aka, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a smile then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a smile because those uh, Julie and Aka, excuse me, girl have a similar smile. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Most definitely. My um. Anyway, I, what I was saying about summer nights is that it reminds me while I was having these outer space experiences as a stoner, and this is what I thought was an yeah. Outer this was space this was y'all. Experience. Oh my god, puppy dogs are cute, aren't we, they? This was. Yeah. We made shirts with lyrics on them. We thought we were some hot shit that summer. I'm following this up okay. with high as fuck. By John LaJoey. Okay. Which is a song that I really do love. It's hilarious. But the reason I picked it is Blue jokingly asks a lot if you're having a stroke (laughs) when you get turned around upstairs. Yep. And 
this song plays off of that. It sometimes seems like you once got so high that it just stuck and every now and then comes back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you are razor sharp about things when we're talking. And other times it's like, it's like, Bleh. it's Raven home. <laughs> the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> anyway, what's your next pick? My next pick is Turtleneck and Chain by the Lonely Island. I thought it was funny that for sure Lonely Island both made our list, except I was Boombox and you were Turtleneck and Chain. And to be fair, Jack Sparrow was my initial go-to. It's blues too. Especially since you mentioned Michael Bolton so much. <laughs> but yeah, that, that one makes me think about blue a lot. So I had to find something that was a little more fitting. I didn't I've, mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. I picked Turtleneck and Chain because of that one Halloween where you literally dressed up as one of... That the, was my outfit. Yeah, it was your outfit, tur- a turtleneck and chain. And all he walked around, he he wore sunglasses the whole night. And, you know, a lot of people want to sit there and say, oh, Rayburn's theatrical. No, this motherfucker is pretty theatrical, too. He will stick to a character. I had to work that day. I wore it to work, and I said... I think I had four or five lines picked out Mm -hmm. so I could respond in different ways when people said different things to me. That's all the fuck I said all day was lyrics from this song. Yes. (laughs) And it continued into the night and many drinks later because I think at one point I was like, hey, man, good to see you. And you're like, turtleneck and chain. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I was feeling it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You were committed to that character. So turtleneck and chain by the Lonely Island. What's your next pick? Dragula. By Rob Zombie. You just are such an ass. This is here because (laughs) in spite of your father's love of Rob Zombie, you thought until just a few years ago that this song was called Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. You You know, it's about a car. I forget. Everybody in the room when we heard you say it looked at you like, did did she just say Dracula? That's one of the days that Rayburn was not home. You'd like to say that I have those moments. That was a, that was a weak moment because the level of disappointment in your face. I was just like. It was just shock. Like, I wasn't disappointed. I was shocked. I've, <laughs> I've misheard plenty of things in my time. Anyway, my next pick is Cult of Personality by Living Color because we've already talked about In a Big Country. And this is another track you're fond of picking when we're playing Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Yep. What you got next? Old Devil Moon. By Don, is it Don Franks? Yeah. Don Franks and Petula Clark. Petula. Yeah. All right. So I don't know how many times we can reference Finian's Rainbow on this yeah. podcast. At some point, if you don't watch the film, you're probably going to feel like <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to the podcast. I would have picked, um, if I'm not near the girl, near I, the girl love. I love, but number one, you touched on it in a previous episode. Number two. This is my favorite song from Finian's Rainbow, and you showed me Finian's Rainbow for the first time. I will listen to this song just on a random Tuesday afternoon yeah, and lo- still thoroughly enjoy this song. And you always say something about Patuya Clark's singing, even though I know you love Susan, not Sharon. Don't, yeah. Yeah, you're more partial to Susan, the mute. Yes, I am. <laughs> She got them them dirty dancing legs. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's very pretty. I like her voice too. She, when she finally uses it. Yeah. Yeah. So Old Devil Moon by Don Franks and Petulia Clark from Finian's Rainbow. It was such a neat idea to me too. I wanna I wanna touch on that, but uh, on your pick. But it was so cool to me that someone had the audacity to make a musical where you had a mute character that talked via dance. Mm-hmm. 
just never seen that. I think that was Fred Astaire's last film, too. I think you're right. But Old Devil Moon, I'll take it because... You don't have a choice. You you called me Mr. Suave, and damn if that dude didn't bring his game into the woods in the middle of the night. I know. (laughs) I know. He he got his under that Old Devil Moon, for sure. Uh, What's your next pick? You sure you want to hear my next pick? Is it your last? No, I've got four left. Okay. I'm waiting for the one. It hasn't come up yet. What's the one? You might like me better if we slept together. That didn't make your list. I think what you're trying to say is Never Say Never by Romeo Void. Is it Never Say Never by Romeo Void? It's brutal. Yes. But your brother says you look like the lead singer in this music video. And that's something I can't unknow now that I've seen it. Yep. I I could probably find this, this person is not attractive and I will do you a solid and call you attractive if it makes you feel better. Thank you. There's something about the facial expression at some point. She has a mustache, Shane. And it definitely sounds like some shit you would write. (laughs) She sings like this. (laughs) Does she not? I think what blew my mind the most when this first came up who the hell was listening to this song? It was dad. <laughs> Logan walked up and he was like, hey, it's Raver. And my dad lost his shit. So That's now good. it's a running running joke in the house. My secondary pick is Trampoline by Shade. Uh, you sometimes introduce me to songs I truly adore. And this is such a song. Great song. Thank you. I like to think I know what I'm talking about sometimes. What is your final pick? My final pick is Crashing to Me by the... D- Dave Matthews Band. You did a cover of this song. Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember playing this song, your cover, on repeat a lot when you were posting stuff like this to YouTube. Yeah. And Spotify was not a thing that I could use at my fingertips. Right. So you and I think you were wearing your, you were in, you were in your dark blue light room in front of I guess a computer screen. It looked like that was the only light at the time. Yeah. And in your bro- classic Brooklyn beanie. I still wear it all the time. Yeah, which I, you still do. It's it's one of your it's one of your I have other toboggans, but Yeah, but that's 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 the one. Yeah. So anyway, Crash into Me by Dave Matthews always reminds me of you singing your cover and how similar you guys sound at certain points, but how diff- different you guys approach the song. Right. Anyway. I don't think anyone ever got, by the way, that poetry collection I titled A Bar in Brooklyn. I I definitely got it. I knew what that was from. It's a reference to being drunk in my head Mm -hmm. because my head's always under that toboggan. Mm -hmm. So It's gray with, isn't it dark gray with white lettering? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very, very me. Yeah. Yeah, I love performing that song. It's a good song. Yeah. So last two songs. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Yep. So, Boogie in Your Butt by Eddie Murphy. (laughs) Because, I think this is a family trait, but you made me feel very stupid for not knowing this song after I discovered it. I think we were at Red Lobster, and you cold-bloodedly accused me of living under a rock. (laughs) For not knowing an Eddie Murphy I was talking to your dad about the song, and you just jumped in. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't sit around listening to Eddie Murphy tracks as I was growing up. Yeah. By the way, I like that song quite a bit better than Party All the Time. Yeah. Everybody it, knows Party All the Time, apparently. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that one. 
party all the time was something that they that they took and they were trying to make it popular. Yeah. Boogie in your butt. They knew it was ridiculous. Yes. And they didn't give a shit that it was ridiculous and they released it anyway. If he had just done more of that. Yeah. I think music could have been his bag. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch Dolomite? Yeah, I watched it before you did. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, not not the original, the My Name is Dolomite. Yeah, I watched Murphy. My, name, oh, my, my name is Dolomite. Yeah, one of the best movies I've seen still in a long time. It's a Netflix original, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a Netflix original. I really enjoyed it, and I think that it's time for Eddie Murphy to start coming back doing stuff Agreed. like that. Agreed. It's um, like Adam Sandler doing a semi-serious role. Yes. It felt great. Yes. It's It's a drama but it's also one of the best comedies, mm-hmm. and it's a musical film as well. Mm-hmm. You just can't get much better than that. If you've seen the original Dolomite that was like released in the nineteen seventies, I had to go watch it. Seventies or whatever. The film. Yeah, this is based on the actor that starred in Dolomite and them making "My Name Is Dolomite" back in the day. And if you've seen the original "My Name Is Dolomite" or Dolomite, you're gonna know what you're getting yourself into as yeah. far as like comedy. So. My secondary pick here, my final pick, mm-hmm. is I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer <laughs> Warnes. I know you have a fondness for Footloose. No, I, I know. Dirty Dancing. Okay, but what I hear most about, and I'm, I know it's because of Blue, oh, is Footloose. Footloose. Yeah, Blue loves Footloose. But I sometimes do think you live with that nobody puts baby in a corner mentality. Um, and no, that's not a knock. I really do wish... More of us could be like that. Oh, thank you. That's the end of my list. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so you mix a little bit of. That I love with... that you did a double list of like I'm on. You gave me the old one-two punch. You're like I just had so many songs. I wish I would have done the I, same. I knew I could kind of tie a story to one and then just mention the other. Mm-hmm. One Sorry that... if you disagree with the office, the Michael Scott thing, but. That's what well, I see. What I'm the I'm the leader of the office. <laughs> let's go with that. Let's sure. let's go with I run the office yeah. and not that I'm jumping off of the top of buildings and parkouring parkouring all over the place. That's one of those shows that you should really go through and try to find who in your life is each character. That and Trailer Park Boys, those are my go-tos for that yeah. sort of thing. Which you still prefer the UK version. But you love Ricky. I haven't actually watched the UK version. I just know that I Really enjoy Gervais's work. Yeah, you love Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Blue. (laughs) Derek, the afterlife show. They were. That. Oh, my God, Shane. I can't even talk about that right now. I haven't haven't watched season two yet. So that's. Is phenomenal. (laughs) I cried so much watching uh, Derek starring Ricky Gervais. But Blue can't stand to sit not only he's seen the office the the american version so many times but steve carell is the hardest part of that show for him and that's the exact reason why i watch it him and dwight and then everybody else is thrown in as like an added bonus still not really a dwight fan he grows on you maybe he's hard to love in the beginning but then he like shows like signs of humility so i don't know but yeah, Steve Carell, he Blue just cannot understand. He, Blue can't deal with train wreck people that continuously make bad decisions and wonder, what happened? How did I get here? 
we tried to watch Nurse Jackie and he Nurse Jackie and Shameless and he but he checked out. Cuz he's like there's only so much shit that you could put yourself through to get it together. Yeah, I had a really hard time with that show in the beginning. I remember telling people that I hated that show because the first few episodes there's no plot. It's just it, people. Yeah, it didn't living. seem yeah, not even living. It was like I worked in an office place for more than a decade of my life. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. That ain't what happens. Yeah. And I think that was the point. They just didn't do a good job of highlighting it in the beginning. Well, those first couple of episodes were mirror images of the first couple of UK episodes. And what the UK version didn't last longer than two seasons? One? I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway. I don't think I've actually finished The Office. I think I'm right at the end, but I've not gone all the way yet. Of the American? Yeah. What is what does your wife think of the show? Does she watch it with you? Yeah, uh, she likes it. I think it was easier for her to get into than for me. And I made it sound like I hate Dwight, and that's not. He's not one of your favorite characters. He's not one of the reasons why you watch. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't disagree. I just I think watching Dwight grow as a character from beginning to end, which you haven't gotten to the end yet. Yeah. It's just it's it's a nice. Change of pace. I think if I had a, if Jim and Pam hadn't been in the show, I really wonder how much it would have held my attention because I really want that forward moving plot thing that mm-hmm. happens. There is a lot that happens. Why are, why are we rambling about The Office? I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm the good, Michael Scott of the show. family. It's a good show. Even though our uncle is Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Anyway. So this is the end of our 16 artists for our Battle of the Bands bracket. Mm-hmm. Normally, the show would just continue as normal, and we would put a special episode on. We'll eventually be launching the Spotify, or not the Spotify, the Patreon. Patreon account. Yes. But we're not ready to do that. We want everyone to know what a special is going to sound like. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a break from these normal artists. We are going to draw from our specials jam jar. It will be artists that only have two or fewer albums. So mm-hmm. one or two albums, and we're going to do five artists. One album by each. Yes. And then we're going to also revisit our Battle of the Bands from the previous weeks to see who came out on top. Should be interesting. Twisted is not going to make it on uh, my they end. Might, they might. You, you don't, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to have a loser's bracket, so maybe. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe they might have a, might have a shot. Shall we see about the specials jar, see what we get? Yes. First artist is? Kaleo. I have no idea who that is. Um, he sings Way Down We Go. Second artist. Daniel Johns. That's the uh, lead singer of Silver Chair. Ah. Is one album out. Fucking ring. Makes noise all over Damn everything. Damn it, you're married. Third is Jay-Z and Kanye West with the Watch the Throne album. All right. Shaking it up a little bit. Fourth artist is Shaggy Too Dope. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. That's one of the members of ICP. Hey, we had, they got to make it through somehow. We haven't covered them yet. I want this one, whatever it is. D12. Sweet. We talked about them. Yeah. All right. All right. See, we like did a 180 a little bit. So we have three rap albums. Daniel Johns is like jazzy. <laughs> what is Kaleo? Um, kind of reminds me a little of like a slowed down version of like what Black Keys brings to the table. 
Slower Black Keys. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Should be an interesting week. Okay. By the way, Devin, if you're listening, I do have your recommendations in this jar. They just didn't happen to get drawn. There are probably, what, 100 in here? Yeah. I would estimate. Anyway, do we have anything else that we need to cover or forgot to cover? I don't think so. We got a lot of work to do to get ready for this special. Tune in next week. We should have something pretty interesting for you. It's going to be fun. Yeah. The format will be slightly different, but it's yeah. going to be fun. Um, We won't have a top 10 list next week because this is a special. So we're going to be devoting more time to covering an album from each artist. But other than that, that's going to about do it for this week. Come find us online and let us know what you want to hear next because it's what you choose to share that ultimately makes your melody unforgettable. You can email us at rated underscore radio at yahoo.com. And with that, we're gone again till next time. Deuces. Thank you.